Our first guest today is the author of 50 published novels, five biographies, four textbooks, and 35 short stories. He has also screenwriting credits on four produced films, including Once Upon a Time in America, Enemy Territory, A Woman in the Wind, and Hidden Fears. He is a past president of the Mystery Writers of America and has been nominated for six prestigious Edgar Allan Poe Awards, including one for a short story, Snow, in 1999. And he is also a Suncoast resident. It is a pleasure to welcome Stuart Kaminsky to the program. And Stuart, thanks for taking a few minutes to be with us today. How are you? I'm happy to be with you. You're a busy man. I'm very busy. <laughs> and I know you have a new book coming out in November, is that right, called The Last Dark Place? Uh, I have a book coming out before that. I have a book coming out next month called Now You See It. Oh, okay, great. Uh, historical mystery featuring Blackstone the Magician. Oh, okay, Harry Blackstone. Yeah, Harry Blackstone the Magician. Well, what's that one about? Or can Without giving it away, obviously, the ending, but uh, tell a little bit about that story. You mean the Blackstone? Yes. Um, it actually was inspired by a real event uh, that took place in uh, the 1940s, in which uh, Blackstone, by a clever trick, managed to get a, an audience full of people out of a theater by telling them he was doing uh, the most amazing trick ever done, and he told them to go outside, and they all walked outside, and he said, look back at the theater, and you will see the magic. They looked back at the theater, and the theater was on fire. Wow. He had used it as a ruse to get people out of the theater um, and save all their lives. This is true. It really happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, that inspired me, and I thought, what if one of the people who was saved in that fire decided he was going to become Blackstone's protector and actually got a more than a little insane uh, in his zeal to protect Blackstone from anybody who might want to do him harm. That's interesting. Did you get to interview anybody uh, that knew Blackstone to do this? Or? Yes, musicians. Uh -huh. And, uh, of course, uh, they have uh, wonderful stories for that whole field, don't they? Yeah, there are wonderful stories about Blackstone, yes. Yeah. I've written a long series of books about historic, historical uh, characters, and I'm always amazed that their stories are far more fantastic than I can make up. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't... Get to see, obviously, the, the father, the son, was on TV quite a bit uh, growing up. You see him on, on variety shows and talk yeah, shows. Yeah, I, I saw him in person, yes. Yeah, so he, he carried on the, the name quite well. I think he just passed away about a year or two ago, didn't he? The, the son, I believe he did. But a uh, yeah, very, uh, very popular magician around town. That'll be coming out next month. And uh, the book in November, The Last Dark Place, uh, what is that about? That's part of another series I do about two Chicago policemen. Uh, one's named Abe Lieberman, and the other one is... Uh, Bill Hanrahan, mm -hmm. and the stories are very much about both their personal lives and difficulties with their families and the crimes that they deal with. Usually two crimes, mostly murder, per book. Right, right. And uh, now you also do a series of books that's based around Sarasota, don't you? Is that Lou Finesca? Am I that's pronouncing right. that right? You got it right. Okay. Great. Yeah, there have been three, and a fourth one will come out next year. And, and those books have done exceedingly well. I'm very pleased with them. You actually use real places in Sarasota as a backdrop, is Absolutely. that right? Absolutely. A few, I changed the name of a few of them, primarily because I want to change the interiors uh, so they'll work better within the story. But yes, I use almost exclusively real places, real not real names, but real, the real places, and very often the real names of places. Yeah, it's kind of fun. If you've uh, visited here, obviously, and if you live down here, you can you know, follow along the story uh, and you know, actual places. That's kind of neat. Oh, and how, people do that. Sure. Yeah. Yes, how, I know that. How long have you been uh, living down here? Um, since 1988. Oh, okay. You've been here a while. And, yes. 
quite a while. I saw you about a month or two ago on uh, your show on Channel uh, 20, I believe it is, 21 on cable. Yeah, 20, I, I 20, do a actually. series called So You Want to Be a Writer, and I uh, sat down with uh, six students, pardon me, in the Advanced Placement Program at Riverview High, and each week we would talk about a different subject related to writing. Now they, they're rerunning it, and many, many, many people obviously have seen it because many, many people recognize me from that show. Yeah, it's on about uh, four times a day, I believe they play it on, it on feels television. That way, yeah, it? no, it's very good. I, I happen to come by it, and it's, it's kind of like uh, uh, you know, you're sitting in front of four or five students, they ask you questions, you give some uh, good tips on, on writing, and obviously you've written uh, not only novels, but for uh, television and, and uh, movies as well. So uh, now these are students that are actually going to study that in college? Are those well, the students actually, that, go on? That, that series was done last year, so they are, <clears throat> they are already in college mm -hmm. right now. Um, and I hope one or two of them pursue the uh, possibility of a writing career because a couple of them were very, very good. Where are you from originally, and uh, where'd you grow up? I'm from Chicago originally. Oh, okay. I spent most of my life there, and I went to the University of Illinois, where I got a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, and then went to work as a journalist. And then years later, I got my Ph.D. at Northwestern, where I taught for 16 years. Um, and I was offered a job at FSU uh, in Sarasota and came to Sarasota, my wife and family. Oh, great. Over uh, where the Oslo Theater is? Yes, ex exactly. Great, great. So you just, like most people that come down here on vacation or, or uh, for a visit, uh, fell in love with the place, I imagine, huh? Mm -hmm. Why you decide to stay down? That's great. And there's so many writers that uh, live down here. I know you do uh, a, a events over at, uh, I believe, Barnes & Noble. Don't they have writers' club meetings over there that you're part of? Well, we do. Actually, we're meeting for lunch today. Uh, after I finish talking to you, I'm going over to meet with the other writers for lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, we have two new writers, famous writers, who are just moving to Sarasota, uh, John Jakes and Martha Grimes. Oh, great. Both okay. of whom are moving to Sarasota, I believe, this month. I know. There's so many that uh, that are coming down. I know Stephen King has a place down here. Uh, I'm sure you've, Key, yes. Yes, you've, you've probably uh, dealt with him quite yes, a bit. I know, uh, I know Stephen. Being in the same genre, uh, pretty much. So Close. Yes, very good, and uh, I know a lot of amateur writers down here. That it's you know a very arts-oriented town, so very much so. That's one of the attractions of Sarasota. Given what I do, which is right, I can write, live anywhere. Um, but I'm very, very comfortable in Sarasota. Without going too much into the technical end, uh, talk a little bit your process of putting a, a mystery novel together. Obviously, you have done a series of books with characters that you've developed over the years, but how do you put a story together? Uh, okay, I'll try to keep it very simple, in fact, overly simple. Uh, I start with an idea. Uh, something catches me. I told you the, the incident about Blackstone saving those people. It stayed with me, and I kept thinking about it until I built a story around it. I read biographies. Uh, sometimes something happens in my family. I see something in the newspaper. hear something on the radio or on television. Something triggers it. But what makes it move is the character. I have, I have characters. You know, character in mind, uh, several characters in mind, and I start thinking about how, what could be, what could have gone wrong, and if this went wrong, how would my characters interact with that event, and how would their lives be changed? And that's basically the way I work. Do you plot it out at all, or do you? Oh, yes. uh, Do you have I, to plot it out? I write plot it out. I write outlines. I usually write an outline of about twelve pages, and I have that in front of me when I work. However. Um, most of the time, I change the outline as I write. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not I'm not a slave to the outline. Um, if something better comes up as I'm writing, and it usually does, I change the outline. Do you have to know the ending while you're writing, or does I, that sometimes change? Um, um, many of the writer, my writer friends, and I've got a lot, many many friends who are professional and very successful writers. Uh, some of them do, some of them don't. Um, I know. I again, I talked to Martha Grimes last night. She doesn't know mm-hmm. where it's going to go and how it's going to end. I always know. For me, it's essential. I've got to know. I've got to know, for example, if someone is a killer, I've got to know from the beginning who the killer is because I think they will think and behave differently. Right, right. But, yeah. and, but other people seem to do brilliantly without it. Uh, Rick Stout, who wrote all the Nero Wolf books, which I, which I love, um, he never had any idea where they were going or how they were going to end. <laughs> yeah, I've heard interviews with uh, authors, and some of them will say that uh, the characters almost tell them uh, where to go after a while. Is, the is that... characters, that is true. The, for, that's true for me, too. The characters do what the characters want to do. But you still have that prop, plot problem, particularly in a mystery. You have to know who is responsible. And for me, I've got to know right from the beginning because I'm going to write that character differently, knowing he, she, or they are the, pre- the ones who are responsible for the, the, the turning point in the book. Stuart Kaminsky, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Stan Brock. 30 years ago, I formed Remote Area Medical to help people overseas. But then we found generations of families in America isolated by poverty from the health care they need. Together, we can take dental, vision, and medical help to a million adults and their kids right here at home in the United States of America.